Hi, this is Coach Phyllis, and welcome back to myself to you, Transitional Life Coaching. We're still talking about trauma, that unpredictable beast that hits hard, and sometimes we don't even know that it's coming. Sometimes we do know, for example, if we have a loved one that's sick and we know that time is ticking and we know that the transitioning will happen. But sometimes traumas hit us and we don't even know or were we even prepared to know that they were coming. So the heightening of trauma sometimes trigger down to depression and anxiety. These two factors can sometimes cause mental health problems or make you even more vulnerable to developing them. It's, it's among the causes of all mental health problems. It can be difficult to tell which problems are being caused by drama and trauma. And I say trauma because sometimes traumas bring forth traumas, the domestic violence, trauma, the different things that happen in our lives, the disputes, the, the arguments. Sometimes those things are so traumatizing. I mentioned a little bit about PTSD, the diagnosis. And if you ever met someone that has been diagnosed with that, they don't want to talk to anyone and they don't even want to think about it or how it's happened or that it can happen again. So the easiest way for them is just to avoid any people, places, or things that can trigger that emotions. So they just try to just stay away and, and just, you know, keep themselves calm. That is one of the ways they try to mask some of their traumas but not often can we always mask our trauma when I talk about trauma from the perspective of a life coach it's because I have had clients that have experienced traumas they talk to me of course I'm listening but again I'll repeat this in each segment I am not a counselor nor am I a therapist I'm a life coach I will listen and I will help you cope with as much as you can. And if we feel that we need to reach out for other resources, we will reach out for those other resources because the main thing that we want you to receive from all of this is the support and the help and how to navigate when that trauma arises again because sometimes it will arise. I know losing a loved one, they have so many dates connected to them. Their birthday, their anniversary, when they graduated school, when they got married, so forth. It's so many dates connected to just one individual that makes you realize like, hey, this date is coming, it's gonna be hard for me, this date is coming, it's going to make me reflect. This date is coming, I don't want to be bothered with anyone. I don't want to talk about it. So triggers happen, things happen, but we need to learn how to cope with each and every single thing that this trauma has brought in our lives.
I remembered when my mom passed away. And that first year, that first year, I didn't go to work on her death date. I didn't go to work on her birth date. I didn't go to work on the date that she gave birth to me or my sisters. I didn't go to work on her anniversary. I didn't go to work anything, any date that was connected to her, I took off. And what did I do when I took off? Just laid in the bed. I thought about her. I looked at some of her pictures. I just reminisced. I cried. I laughed. I even looked back at the obituary thinking like, can this even be real? Can this even be real? You know, a lot of people will say about the death date, that dash has a lot of meaning. So I guess all of those dates I presented to you in her life were those dashes and a lot more. But trauma helps when we talk about things, when we bring things out And sometimes it's not easy for people to bring out. Why? Because everybody that you're talking to does not understand what you're talking about. Trauma sticks with you. Even after the terrible moment has passed, it becomes a life sentence. Almost like a crime you committed. It's stuck with you in your life. Yes, how you handle it. As time goes on, it's different. How you learn to cope with it, it's different. And some people need that additional support to help cope with things. I know when I was going through my trauma and how I was taught to cope with things was I had to go deep inside of myself and find a happy place. Seems simple. But it wasn't. Because each time I tried to find a happy place, I was connecting it with someone. And then I realized that someone I was connecting it to didn't always make me happy. So now I'm left with finding a happy place that I gave to myself that made me find a happy place. That's why we always say self-care, self, self, self. Because... Self has to give it first before we can get it from anyone else. So when I was able to find a happy place within self, it was a whole different world. And not only did I notice it, everybody around me noticed that. They didn't notice it wasn't a change. Nothing changed. No hair, no nails, no clothes, no nothing. But they saw a difference. The energy, the conversations, just was a difference. And it was noticeable. And I noticed it. But you know who noticed it first? Which really, really was impactful for me. The day I went to visit my son, I remember it was a Saturday, I went to visit him. And when I walked into that visiting room, he sat up, he looked, and he said, Mom, you look different. And I was like, what's different? And he said, I was watching you walk, your stamina, you're walking more straight, you seem more confident and more relaxed. I was like, you notice that? 
He was like, yes, even with you sitting here, it's something different. I don't know what it is. And I clearly told him, well, I didn't get any eyebrows. I didn't do anything with that. So I shared with him about my counseling sessions. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Every family member doesn't believe in counseling. And he felt like, Mom, what are you doing getting counseling? You're one of the strongest people I know. First mistake. First mistake. I am not as strong as you think I am. I need support just as much as you need support. I can't pour into everybody else because as I do, I empty myself out. So I had to explain to him why. And after he understood the why, he felt a little bad. He blamed himself. And like I shared with him, son, I haven't even gotten to your chapter yet. I went all the way back. It surprised me too. So as we talked and we shared things, I realized that I was releasing, releasing, releasing more. You have to have a purpose behind everything you do. I used to journal, but I journaled because it was the trend. And then after I got more educated and more in tune with myself and the purpose and the reason behind it, I started journaling and I didn't just write to write because it looked good. I wrote, I revisit, I reflect, and I made sure I did follow-up. Is that something that I'm just writing that's an ongoing thing? Or is it something I'm writing because it's something I need to fix, something I need to revisit, and something I need to learn how to cope with, something I need to meet head on? So my journal became not just a journal, it became more like a workbook because it was important to me. I'm writing but I'm answering. I'm not writing because I'm writing down so I'll remember to go to someone and ask them something. I'm writing because I'm coming back to self to say, hey, what about this right here? How you feel? Is it done? Has it been accomplished? Take a deep breath out because these are things I had to learn. And I'm glad that I have. We want to make ourselves a more productive, a more, um, just to be more in a comfortable place with self. Trauma doesn't allow that. We don't want a life sentence with trauma. We want to be able to release it. We want to understand and tell people, yes, I've had, notice I've had some traumas in my life learned how to navigate life even through the trauma. Hey, this is Coach Phyllis from Myself to You Transitional Life Coaching. Thank you for listening to this segment on trauma. And as we continue to dive in, I hope you continue to join us. Thank you. Thank you.